If your personality was a band, what would its name be? The Chicken Nuggets, who are fabulous. Lanky Fall, Johnson. Fallout Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what you said. I said Lanky Johnson. Lanky, oh my is that God, a real why band? Is that <laughs> I don't know. That's what I was thinking at the time. Oh, I thought you said like name a real band. No. No, he said what would it be called you if ruined you... ruined the whole thing. You really did. It would have been cool to know your answer. But if now it's Fall Out Boy? Why were you thinking Fall Out Boy? Yeah. Because I thought you said name a rock band that like With describes... Your personality? First yeah. of all, he well, never said a... rock band. Okay, whatever. Name a band. <laughs> How does Fall Out Boy describe your personality? <laughs> I don't know. I was going to make... Okay, ready? Fallout Boy, like the boy that fell out of the the clouds. <laughs> the clouds. Do you feel like you fell out of clouds? Yeah. Now you're just making shit up. Thank you. Okay. Well, chicken nuggets. Well, I said the chicken nuggets were fabulous, but I can condense it to the fabulous nuggets. It's a good one. Yeah. I mean, no, it's not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go to that concert. No, but it's 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 me, so it doesn't the matter. Fabulous nuggets. I feel like that's you're a, one person. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like little kids would go. You know, like the bands, like the Wiggles or something. I think the Wiggles. Yeah, that's level. a Wiggle type. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I you just, said Lengthy Johnson. Lanky. Lanky, Lanky Johnson. Johnson. That's that. I mean, that you. sounds like an underwear company. <laughs> Yo, that's hype. Tommy John. Dude, the logo would be like a L and a J. <laughs> Wait, so what's That's the, the LeBron James logo. <laughs> Wait, flip LeBron around. LeBron James. <laughs> Wait, it's L backwards. Yeah, LJ. And then, yep. okay, that's where I yep. saw it. That's where my inspiration comes from. Hmm. Collab, LeBron. Anyways, thank you guys for uh, tuning into an episode of Strange Flavors. My name is Shimmer. I'm Faraz. My name is Amber. And this is brought to you by Olive Theory. This is the greatest and strange, strangest and greatest podcast in the game. Uh, you can email us at strangeflavorspodcast at gmail.com. You can send in your music. You can send in your stories, your questions, and everything else. We are on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you are, we are there too. Uh, <laughs> That's true. You're going to want to watch this one on YouTube, actually. Yeah, because yeah. these are interesting personalities. We are on YouTube as well. You can listen to your favorite podcast as well as us um on apple Podcasts, uh soundcloud spotify uh, spotify that which matters is crazy and, and if yeah. you're listening on apple uh just take a minute right now just to leave us a nice review it helps us out mm-hmm. and uh we someone have a lot actually, of reviews i didn't expect that many. yeah they've been sending in some really good reviews in fact i'm gonna pull one up while i tell you guys the story um so recently someone told me that uh they're they go to this person for brazilian wax Oh gosh! And they always have like podcasts on, right? And, like uh, the they the people that are doing the wax yeah, or yeah. the the waxers. Oh, okay. And uh, well, it's this particular lady, mm-hmm. and she always has a podcast on. And uh, she was saying that like she doesn't like the podcast that she listens to because they're like too much and they're they'll be too profane and things like that, right. right? So then she recommended our podcast, Strange Flavors. And so now while she's getting down in the get down. Pulling people's hairs off of where the, the get downs. What? <laughs> you can't be too explicit. She's, we'll lose a listener. She's listening to strange flavors right now. Oh wow! Yeah, she's while li- she's staring at people's yeah. hair. That's yeah. the type of you know energy. She's that listening they need. right now. She's listening right now. So thank you, Brazilian wax lady. Yeah. And uh, enjoy your wax. Whoever is getting waxed right now, just enjoy your they're wax. They're probably screaming. <laughs> That's true. <gasps> I've never gotten through a Brazilian wax successfully. So good luck. I to actually, I actually was thinking about going now to get one. And then when I'm screaming, she can be like, wait, you're the guy from the podcast. <laughs> right? You think that would happen? No. Wait, but how would she know you're screaming? You don't scream on the podcast. Ah! <laughs> oh, God. Did you blow oh, that was really loud. I'm sorry. It's okay. Your parents are home. Dude, she's it's probably okay. going to be waxing somebody and scares the person that right. gets waxed. <laughs> okay, here's the most recent uh, review. Hands down favorite podcast. I listen to this podcast all the time. Helps pass the time when cooking. So we got cookers. We got waxers. We probably have mechanics. Oh, sure. Engineers. Skydivers. Skydivers, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're falling out of the air for that amount of time, you need something to listen to. Is our rating a 5 out of 5? It's a 4.9. 5.0. 5. Wow, that's incredible. One person gave a 4-star review. And that was your first guest on the podcast. Okay, we don't want to talk about that. (laughs) He was being a little too honest. He was like, yeah, like, dude, it's our first time doing it. Relax, (laughs) calm down. Um, so we're going to be in Toronto. So I didn't even finish the review. I'm sorry. Love the strange exchanges, especially when Neha comes on. Overall, wow. love hey. this podcast, especially ones with close friend of the host. Nice. Shout out Neha. Um, shout out to my sis. 
Uh, yeah, so we're going to be in Toronto July 25th to the 27th. Amber's actually not going to be there. So. I know, yeah. but you guys will give love to whoever you see for me. Yeah. Well, Amber why actually, did you sound like you weren't going to? You, well, you weren't invited. That's what I was getting yeah. to. Oh, well, I mean, okay, rude. <laughs> we'll probably bring a picture and then just be able to roast you. Just give them the energy. We're going for a wedding. That was, the, that was the main purpose of it, but just now it's become an excuse to go and explore the city. So Do it. if you're in Toronto, we actually have one person we're meeting up with. He heard it on the podcast. like, yo, yo let's meet up. So he hype. gave us some good spots. So we're up. looking forward to meeting you. Um, I want to make a PSA. What? Go off. Right now, stop everything that you're doing and back up your phone. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm stopping right now. Guys, I'm leaving. Yeah. We'll see you when you come back, when the guests come on. But listen, guys, you never know what could happen. And slowly, day by day, I am cringing and I am mourning and I am killing myself from the inside. What happened? You see, iPhones are supposed to be waterproof. Mm-hmm. Water resistant. I don't care what it says. says I don't care what it says because I've seen multiple YouTube videos of people dunking their phones into what you did this. I've done this. You yeah. submerged it. Yeah. And, and it was flash water. Yeah. And, and also, I've done this plenty of times. I take my phone into the water. I drop it in the toilet things. purposely after I use it. It's just, you know, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you don't do that? I, I took mine into a pool for a few seconds and I'm like. Um, recording videos. It was a great video of our friend Emma riding a scooter underwater. Amazing. Like one of the greatest videos I've ever made. And it was worth it. But obviously not because I pull it out and I start seeing the screen go black and then it never turns on again. And I went to AT&T and I went to Apple and I went to third parties and they were like, listen, man, your phone's gone. And I was like, this can't be like, there's got to be a way that I can extract this data. They're like, no. Especially it's you gone. as like a creative person who has made like hundreds of videos and pictures and thousands. Here's the problem. Like I, there's nothing on the phone that like I was going to use for like to make a YouTube, sure. like a public thing, right? Most of the stuff that I create or like that I take on my phone or whatever is for me personally. Mm-hmm. And just like, you know, moments that I have with my friends and things like that. All those memories for one uh, year. Nudes. Lots of nudes. <laughs> no, for one year just gone so every day i'm like oh i lost this too and i lost and i just i just keep like remembering everything that i've lost and like screenshots think of everything that you have oh, on the memes phone. No, that's know. the worst no the memes you can always get back back up your phone okay no sure. but wait can i come at you for a second first of all when we we're in jamaica frost was dunking his iphone <laughs> into the salt water mind you back up a year when i went did to you see Cancun, that part in the video did you see that part when I took it into the water? No, in the video? I didn't. I, you you had effects that did that for you. So why did you need to <laughs> no, do no, that? No, no, no. When I'm pulling away from the boat and then it goes into the water. Okay, but you I reversed you it literally, because I came out of the water. You okay? So then you really didn't need to do that. It then. was it was sick. So anyways, sick. I, I I had told Frost and I was like, bruh, stop putting your phone in water because a year prior when I went to Cancun, I had asked Frost for his Amber, GoPro. And did I not case, just say that I'm on. upset? Okay, listen. I'm, I'm, and I'm so I'm eating myself be. in the inside. You shouldn't be. And here be you are, just telling you off. Yeah. So listen taking here. Taking more bites. When I went to Cancun, Frost was like, "Oh yeah, just use your phone in the water. It's I fine." I didn't say the ocean. So then, but <laughs> you dumped it in the ocean in Jamaica. Because I can do things like that. And then you, your phone dies, and then you're stuck in this position. But anyway, that was a pool, a swimming pool. Okay. And so when I was in uh, Cancun, Frost was like, oh, yeah, just like use your phone. So I went off. I was dunking my phone in the salt water, in the pool. <laughs> I put that everywhere. That's for us. And then me. my phone fried. And I, like I, I called Frost. And I was like, my phone died. And he was like, you're not supposed to put in the salt water. Then this man goes off and does the same thing and then loses all the stuff. So this is a lesson learned for you. I didn't do mine in salt water. You, you did do it in salt I literally watched you do it in no, salt No, no, but it, that's not when it broke. Okay, but it, it, probably, it probably Swimming was pool. like up to its like capacity yeah. of like water and he dropped my gopro in the water Ooh. so and it was gone for weeks what so. does that have to do with anything? <laughs> i don't know i just wanted to be in the included firing shots <laughs> for us and technology is just not yeah. good speaking of wet things um you guys i don't see, like that transition <laughs> you see jason speaking momoa of wet things <laughs> look at me <laughs> you see jason momoa's uh, dad bod no let me see look he's fine he's like Oh. People are mad Aquaman? about this. Yeah, Aquaman. Wait, he, that's not even a dad bod. He looks fine. Like he it, looks. People are that's mad. A, that's a dad bod. Whoa, really? It's just you he doesn't so? really have abs. Yeah, he but, doesn't have abs. But otherwise, he's 
but oh, people, people are mad about it people, people are yeah like what, what happened to the abs where's the beard like he's okay not- but like didn't he cut his hair too <laughs> huh he cut his hair too i don't know but are you guys mad about this i mean i'm not mad i mean it's you his body mad. i mean i'm not mad <laughs> are you sad because you have the jason momoa bod now and he doesn't yeah but you know at the same time like he's like a dude who's like older probably has look he did it for what he needed to do remember that scene in aquaman when he comes out oh, yeah. and he's just absolutely shredded yeah. i need to see I went that. To the gym for like eight hours the day after man's like, could be can 900 I see, pounds can I see that version no just go google it okay well i'm trying <laughs> to get my feet it's like now nah, here's uh left god damn yeah you see the yeah, difference i'm pretty that? mad now yeah. yeah. See that difference? So Okay, but like, he did his thing. He did his thing, yeah. Maybe the next movie, he will get shredded again. He will always, like, okay. Maybe when people, he wasn't flexing in this one, that's all. When people have Hulk Hogan posters in their room, they don't have like, oh, Hulk Hogan 2019. <laughs> they have Hulk Hogan 1992 True. or whatever. True. So that is Like still, Arnold. Like Arnold, yeah. Well, so Arnold's still like pretty sure. Time? <laughs> but are you mad about that? No. I mean... The beard is gone. That's all I'm mad about. Only. People are dumb. You know, you know um, something that two uh, grandmas were mad about? What? I saw this recently on Twitter. There was two uh, older ladies sitting inside of a uh, Burger King in Florida. It's always in Florida. Florida people. Um, I don't even know the story yet. <laughs> <laughs> just, just know that when it's Florida, okay. it's alligator, some, weird, some robbery. Some crazy, stupid right, stuff is right, about to go on. Just people in Florida random. are whack. Okay. Ooh, okay, not whack. If you're from Florida, we love you. Okay, keep going. Odds Don't are, say we. <laughs> I love I you. literally just said Florida people are whack, yeah, and then odd, you said we. Odds are, if you're listening to the podcast, you're not Floridian. We I don't care. I don't care. People from Florida be wildin'. Okay, anyways. Sod's from wildin'. Florida. Our friend Sod's from Florida, so that's why. Exactly. So, okay, so these two grandmas are sitting inside this Burger King uh, in, in uh, Florida, right? This dude, he's speaking Spanish. Okay, I think he's on the phone or something. I'm not sure. But... He's speaking in Spanish, and the grandma's are like, hey, you need to speak in English. You're in America. Like, if you want to speak that, go back to Mexico, right? Uh-huh. So, turns out, Mans is the manager of the Burger King. Oh, oh, snap. He stands up. He's like, actually, ma'am, you're being very rude to me right now, and I'm not Mexican, and you can get out of my restaurant. And then they were, like, kind of shook, and they were like, you don't own the restaurant. He's like, yes, I do. And matter of fact, the owner of this uh, uh, Burger King is also Mexican. Whoa. Go off. Go and then, off. And then so they were forced to leave. leave. Mm. And she, and one lady was like, I'm going to leave after I finish my meal. He's like, no, you're not. You're going to leave now. And then he was like, take your business uh, somewhere else. And then they were like, we will. But I, I want to ask you guys, do you think that he had the right approach? No. Do you applaud him? You don't think so? No. I, I don't think that like fighting ignorance with like hatred works like i get that he's trying to make a point like so oh you, you just go. want him to give him like a puppy like oh yeah no i think he should be like well f- I, I didn't do you know what would have been puppy like means uh, kiss in kiss. Yeah, way, not puppy. <laughs> do you know that's like a dog he could have gave her a puppy do you know puppy. like what would have been like a really boss type like move at that moment ever ever hold up hold up hold up what <laughs> didn't you just do something at dunkin donuts <laughs> what I wasn't the manager, but yeah, I did do something. Right <laughs> Are my, you about to say this? don't fight? What are you going to say? What? Ignorance <laughs> with ignorance? No. I mean, first of all, that wasn't ignorance. That was me popping off because I had every right to. <laughs> Wait, so why didn't the guy have critical, bro? Okay, no. Okay, do, let me explain what happened at Dunkin' Donuts now that we're going there. So, oh, my God. So okay, I, I don't want to start anything. Okay, but you did start something. So I'm at the uh, Dunkin' Donuts okay. drive-thru, and uh, I give this lady my card, and... <laughs> I had been online shopping that morning, so I was on some sketchy website. I didn't know it was there. So my card declines, right? Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, okay, hold on. Can you just do Apple Pay? And she turns around, and she's like, it's que pasco y pasa Like, she doesn't have Which any money. Okay. And she said it, like, the tone that she said in it, it said in, it was like, she broke. Like, that's, that's how I heard it, okay? And so I was like, excuse me? So I was like, I was like, mere pas pase I was like, I got money, but give me a second. Let me fix my card real quick. So I pull over and then I go back in. And I don't know if the definition of popping off is going in and handing them my card and saying, this is the same card. Swipe it. It works. I was like, it's rude to say that to a customer. And that's basically all I did. Then, but then um, you like reported her too. 
I didn't report her. I called them. <laughs> I called the store and I called the manager and I was like, I was there earlier and I think that after I called her out, had she said sorry, I wouldn't have a problem. Had she been like, oh, like my bad, I just was like mm-hmm. trying to tell them. But she literally ignored me. She didn't look at me. She walked away. She pretended like it didn't exist. When I went in there, she hid. I was just like, like. Because you said you popped off. I, I, I told you what I said. I didn't really pop off. And so I, I kind of made it extra. But that's literally what but happened. So you did or did not pop off? Me popping off was like, mere pas pase hand, like, ase customer kubol na chaneya. So I was like, I have money, don't say that. Like, to say that about customers is rude. But I said in Hindi, so she wasn't expecting it. But anyways, in this case, it would have been really boss if he was like, actually, ma'am, I own this place, and then walked away. So that was but, what you did, basically. I mean, in my, in my case, I basically was like, I have money, swipe the card. Instead of... You should have been like, oh, I'll pay for your, you know, coffee or something. If she works there, it's probably free. <laughs> it's probably free, but yeah. So, I mean, in, in the same light, yeah, that's what I would do. Um, I'm not mad at the dude for doing what he did. I think that that was pretty, like... He didn't, like, go above and beyond. He wasn't, like... Was it a video? Yeah, there's a video of it. Oh. He wasn't making it. Someone else made it. So mm-hmm. he wasn't, like, oh, I'm going to call this person. I'm going to do this and that. Like, he was just, like, you need to leave. Like, I don't, I don't stand for this, like... You need to get out. However, I do agree with you that, like, I think that if it had been me, mm-hmm. I would want to handle it the right way because I've worked in customer service um, mm-hmm. a lot and I've been a waiter and stuff like that. And every day, especially the area that I live in, I would get questions about that people might find like offensive or sensitive. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, they don't know any better. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, and even if they meant to kind of offend me, I would still make it a, like a sarcastic um, response or like a fun sort of thing that they would. They would feel stupid, and it, I never let it. get I feel to like me. that would be more powerful in the same way that my dad's uh, like works in the has like food service type um, stores. And when people come in and they're like during the holiday season, they're like, "Why does it say Happy Holidays? Why doesn't it say Merry Christmas? We're in America." And my dad's like, "Oh, you know, we celebrate all of them." And even though they're trying to be ignorant, he's like, "Oh, you know, we're just like, you know, Happy Holidays. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of holidays, and kind of keeps it general like that." Mm-hmm. For my dad to school him, that's not his place right there. That's mm-hmm. not like the type of energy he's trying to give off at the workplace. But I think that says enough to a customer and it makes them almost feel stupid without you having to be like get out of my restaurant or Mm -hmm. like don't be ignorant without saying it just like that somebody could learn more by just saying that much Mm. dang Mm. you retweet that yeah (laughs) on that note on that note um today the strangers on the show are strange flavors what that's crazy it's us it's us no it's not us there's actually a a band in no detroit way. uh that's touring around right now and they go by strange flavors actually we that's met wildin'. we knew about them since last year when they reached out to us you'll hear about the story but uh we had a really fun conversation a really beautiful conversation about just music culture science and they're all <laughs> such unique individuals yeah really cool so um we're here to talk to them while they're out in their little tour they're stopping over baltimore um, so please give it up for Strange Flavors. Do you guys do you guys realize how early you came? Compared I mean we had nothing else to do. But but no, this is because we're Pakistani. Yeah. When you're you, you ever heard of like BST, like Black Standard Time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like we have DST, which is Desi Standard Time. Desi is like South Asian. Okay. And uh it's like another hour after Black Standard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys were expecting us here at 10 okay we thought no, you'd be showing yeah. up at like at 9 yeah around 9 9 9 yeah. 9 <laughs> and then we'd start at like tomorrow 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just crash over. We'll have some food. It'll be fine. No, and, but this is and nice. And we have everything set up. Yeah. But yeah. you guys got to see us set up. Well, yeah. nice. So it's nice All to the see chaos. the process. This is what the it's chaos. like to start on time, guys. <laughs> wow. It's weird. Look at that. We don't know the feeling. Um, so who do we have with us today? And uh, what brings you strangers here? Uh, I'm Matt. Uh, I'm Blake. <laughs> I'm Ryan. <laughs> I'm Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are? We're strange flavors. We're strange Whoa. flavors. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Where did, you, where did you guys drive over from? Uh, today we actually drove from Pittsburgh, but we're originally from Detroit. So Far away. Far away in a far away place <laughs> in another land. So this actually um, occurred over some uh, over a period of time when you guys first emailed us when i think this was like last year or something yeah it was a while ago i was uh i had hopes that we would be out here sometime last year and it did just you know did, we were in maryland happen. yeah uh i actually have friends out here that okay. I, I was gonna try to have book us a show but it just kind of fell through yeah. so how'd you how'd you come across us uh i think i was doing uh instagram hashtags and I saw that Strange Flavors had like an, like an abnormal amount of uses. <laughs> and I was like, what, what is, oh, there's an, another thing that called Strange Flavors. And so, then you found the podcast. Yeah, yeah I found the podcast. So, I, so your email said, well, isn't this strange? That was the, uh, the subject. <laughs> and he goes, in, the, in um, the email, it says, we have trademarked the name Strange Flavors and our lawyers will be contacting you soon. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw the hearts in the email, so I was like, okay, what is this about to be? <laughs> but, no, that was a good one. That was yeah. good, because I didn't expect that at all. Their lawyers are actually outside. Yeah, we, yeah. we, we brought the subpoena in with us. <laughs> what if this was that, like, we thought that we were interviewing them, but yeah. they were actually, like, coming Suing like, us. Suing us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take all our equipment. <laughs> Take our logo. They start using the logo. Uh -oh. Yeah, we had a court date set and everything. You guys just didn't show up. Work, you know? Did you Did you feel any type of way? You were talking about like the the numbers. Did you feel any type of way knowing that we're the superior strength players? <laughs> <laughs> uh, How you gonna do that? I've had, I've had to work like on that. a lot of uh, a lot of mental suppression. You know, not I can't think about that stuff. Uh, yeah, Self-deprecation no, is my bread and butter. So it's I didn't bother me at all. Expensive. No, so we told you guys before this why we're strange flavors so why are you guys strange flavors uh do you want to start with like the the name thing so yeah originally originally we were uh for like a year we were called a to z and then we eventually switched it over because nobody would get it right it was like a to z or a to z and nobody would get it right people would say a to z a to z like it was it was it was spelled like a to z no no it was like a to as in like a, like a person's name z oh. so i could get why they would get it wrong oh, okay. we didn't use any oh. of the extra stuff with it but <clears throat> there was that and then it was just like i feel i was talking to somebody the other night about it and i feel like most bands go through a thing when they first start where you have a name and then eventually you find your sound and then that's usually where it happens so usually right around when you start doing your first cd you're like so is this is this it is this going to be the glue is this is this what's going to hold us so <clears throat> it wasn't and then <laughs> Uh, yeah, I came down during practice one time. I was like, "What do you guys think about strange flavors?" And, and immediately I was like, "No, we're yeah. not. We're not changing the name. That <laughs> <laughs> means I have to go on Facebook and change that. I oh, got to yeah, change the all the social media, media stuff. I got to get a new email." Well, well okay, yeah, yeah. But like the, the the theory behind it is because we all came from very different music backgrounds. We all have different groups that we really enjoy, and we wanted to incorporate everything that we could into it. So. A to Z was like, we will play music from oh. A to Z. We do blues, we do like a lot of rock, we do some like okay. psychedelic stuff. And then Strange Flavors still kind of uh, encompass some of that, where it's like, we do strange flavors of music. So that was kind of, yeah, that was kind of what it came from. And also, uh, oh, yeah. Strange Forks. What? So a uh, uh, physics thing. Uh, do you want to... Yeah. So it was also... Um, Obama's talking about physics for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing is uh, during practice a lot, like uh, we would end up talking about science. Like we would stop practice and we would just go off on tangents about like space science and stuff like that. And, what? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so... Um, are you guys all science backgrounds? Uh, these two are. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. And then Matt has yeah. computer science. It's like a Big Bang Theory yeah. and rock you? band. Yeah. <laughs> Me, uh, no, I had the um, forethought funny. to go ahead and get an art degree. Nice. So, yeah, I'm a carpenter now. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say that you guys, like, when I, well, my brother and I were driving over, and I, I was I was just looking at the road, and he goes, is that is that them? Because you guys obviously have, like, a rock band look. But <laughs> yeah. You, but I want to talk about kind of what's going on. So, first of all, I'm not the only guy with long hair, mm -hmm. which is great. Yeah. 
I, I just actually, cut mine like a month and a half ago. I had long but hair. But you still yeah. have long hair. Yeah, it's yeah. up there. <laughs> you guys, all of them have long hair, actually. <laughs> we got an anti-ghost shirt here. Mm. What is anti-ghost? It's, uh, it's a band from where we're from. Okay, oh, it's a cool. Detroit yeah, I thought it was just like I'm. I don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's a, he believes in them. He just doesn't agree with their philosophy. I'm like, <laughs> and That's also, hilarious. I want to point out that every single person has like a different type of style. Yeah, like, yeah. it's us. Completely. <laughs> it looks like it looks like if you like go into the customization option on like the game Rock Band, mm-hmm. and you just go for like the wildest option, yeah. <laughs> like crank it all the way up. Okay, yeah. so you got like the green hair. Yeah. Is it a skirt that you have? Yeah, on? it's a, it's a skirt. It's funny because everybody's like, "That's like I feel like they don't want to offend me or something." So they're like, that's a really nice kilt. And I'm like, it's a skirt. It's a skirt. No, it's it's a skirt. skirt. It's a, skirt. Okay. a kilt is different, right? Yeah, a kilt, a kilt is a like Scottish thing. They're, they're a little, yeah, they're a little, I mean, yeah, they're shorter, stuff like that. This um, actually very, like, looks like free. what my mom might wear, like a shawar type. Yeah. It's well, like African almost. They're very comfortable, and especially in the summer, they breathe. Uh-huh. That was my biggest thing. So um, I started doing it when I was uh, like going to festivals a lot, uh-huh. and it was just kind of a thing. You go to festivals and early parties. It's like, oh, I'm in a skirt. And I was like, wow, this is actually really comfortable. Oh, so like you wear this often? Oh yeah, yeah. This is my like I'd say Fire. yeah, like at least three days a week. You'll catch me rocking yeah. a skirt, but I have yet to have one with pockets. I, I like I Ooh. feel the struggle. Get on my a fanny pack. Yeah. It took me I, like I twenty years it. to find one with a pocket. Yeah, yeah, and I and I've been wearing. You're gonna have to send me a link. <laughs> I got you. A similar pattern too. Yeah. Ooh, I'd love it. And then Chris, right, who has been impersonating Obama, um, is that is that a real eye patch? I mean, it's really covering my eye. <laughs> <laughs> it, so it's so it's voluntary. Well, I wouldn't say that. I don't know how much time, I don't know how much time we have to. Uh, if you don't, if you don't watch it, I was just that. I thought maybe it's part of the look. It, it has it has some some meaning, okay. to it. some signs behind it. Them? I mean, it, it, and then we have to talk about. International <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's espionage involved. Yeah. All right, let's just let's right. just. Keep it at my man has an iPad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll accept. Th- what is it? Because they're starting to do the facial recognition in Detroit. He's going to have a real advantage. Or at least they're trying anyway. Okay, you know, so. Oh, you were just. You know, uh, d- one time we were on stage and he uh, he was doing a speech like, You guys want to see what's behind this iPad? He pulled it off. It was like a, a, like a legit iPad iPad. <laughs> oh my God. That's <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. That's awesome. That is really funny. Um, so, how did you guys meet? And, um, you know, how did this kind of band come together? You. Have so, you guys been friends before the band? Or? So uh, the three of I'm us. I'm not friends with them now. Uh, myself, Matt, and Chris <laughs> met in uh, high school, actually. Um, and how at, old are you guys now? We're 24, except for that guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm 32. I think. Nice. <laughs> and the rest of you guys are 24. Yep. Yeah. Cool. True. Uh, and then Ryan hired Matt for a failing company. <laughs> it, it, was, it, was a, it was a restaurant in downtown Ann Arbor that was, they were just notoriously bad management, bad owners, everything, but Mac, it, was it, it was a really good place. It's one of those places where like the, uh, <clears throat> all the bad things bring people together <laughs> towards a common enemy. <laughs> it was, it was the owners. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I hired Matt and it was his second job. He had originally worked with his dad who we work with now doing carpentry and he had came to me and asked if I wanted to sing with the group. And at first I was like, eh, I don't know. And then they sent me about six songs that they had had Did pre-recorded. they know that you were singing? They knew that I sang. I think he had talked to, what, my friend Jackson? Uh, we were hanging out in uh, the house he lived in had like a jam space. So at one point we were playing music together and he said something about how his friend wanted him to drum in a band, and he was like, "I really just like to sing. Like that's my okay. favorite thing." So then I, I figured he'd be a good fit because you know the three of us needed to have a singer. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're the singer. Yes. So and this then... was already established, and then you kind of added. Yeah. Okay. We have been looking. Chris and I have been looking for members for like two years wow. before we found Matt, mm-hmm. and then we found Ryan within like a month. Of that. <laughs> and they so, regretted it ever since. Yeah. So what? What, <laughs> what did you guys play? And what were you looking for? Uh, I played drums. Chris plays guitar. Uh, we found Matt, he plays bass, and then Ryan. Got it, got it. Um, well, I wanted to ask, like, do you guys think that, uh, you know, having that, you guys have kind of this traditional rock band. Um, in the day and age we live now, it's, like, very um, digital. So do you guys make, you know, do you guys uh, kind of float in the digital space as well? Do you take it into other programs and work with synths and things like that? Or Oh, you mean as far as, like, electronic music? Yeah. 
Uh, no, we don't do a lot of that. Uh, the way we, we write our music is we write it so we can play it live because we, we don't have enough exposure to be able to make money off of selling albums. I don't think a lot of bands do at this point, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everything we write is written so that it sounds good live, and then we go to record it as a secondary thing. Um, do you feel old school at all by doing that? Is that difficult? Do you know um, what I mean by no, like, yeah, people are like, sitting on their computers mm-hmm. at home just like making a quick you know, release and just putting it out there? Yeah, there's 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 definitely something to it, like especially within the scene. Like the the rock scene is really tough, and the punk scene. Like it's really hard to get people to come out to shows because everybody has music at their fingertips all the time now. Mm-hmm. So as far as making it <clears throat> a commodity that people are willing to pay for when they have spot, uh, Spotify and iTunes and everything else, it's it's really tough to get people motivated to come out. So when we do have good shows, it mean it means a lot when people have taken the time to come out. As far as like the old school aspect, the scene is still out there. I think it's getting a bit overshadowed, um, like <clears throat> EDM and electronic music and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, it's it's a lot easier to get into things like uh, hip hop and stuff because you know it's easy to move to you know right. and versus um, a lot of not a lot all rock music but. The, the music we try to make and music that we know other people are trying to make, like there's depth to it. There's ideas behind the lyrics. There's um, <clears throat> like very, very talented musicians that, you know, every, somebody else is dropping a sample in of a, of a very talented musician versus yeah. like actually going and seeing the people who are out there and to put in the time to, you know, really, really like perfect the craft of what they're doing. Yeah. What, uh, I'm sorry. sorry. On, on that same idea, uh, I also think, at least some of it is also the fault of the musicians because we've been to a lot of shows and a lot of people just stand there and it's boring to look at. And like I play music and I think about music all the time. And if I'm bored at a show listening to you play, then you should probably be doing something more. No, you know, we were talking about that. Remember Sean, we were at a, what was it? Artscape. There's a thing called Artscape in Baltimore. And I think it's happening this week. It's this week. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like it was, there's like a band performing, right? And everybody was standing still. And I was like, why is this weird? But then I realized, I'm like, how you said hip hop, it's easy to move to and dance Mm -hmm. to and stuff. With rock band, I guess I don't really know like what you you just nod your head. However, I will say that people that are into rock bands, they go crazy. Oh, you went to like Like, a mosh pit thing, right? Like, I mean, I used to go to like metal concerts and rock concerts all the time. And they're the most like invested into rock and metal. Well, they they bring it when they play live. When when they play live, they have that energy that's like, I'm I'm here. Like, I'm showing. I don't know how much I can curse. I'm like constantly fighting (laughs) the urge to to drop an F-bomb. Just be natural. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, it's fine. People, I think, are also, in, in the age of social media, they always feel like people are staring at them and judging them, so it's harder to let loose one, I think, like on stage, because everybody has a phone. So if you screw up or you do something silly, people may be thinking that they're going to be getting judged do you think about, about it. that? I, I don't, but I am, okay. I'm a weird creature. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I think that's something that all of us fight with when we go into the studio, because there's, there's a lot more consequences stacked onto it at that point. Because you, you have to think, okay, well, we're paying for the studio time. If, if these takes don't go well, then we have to owe more money or we have to settle with something that we don't like and then try to fix it. Uh, yeah. But I think playing live, we don't I, – I don't think most of us really think too much about anyone recording because even when people are taking photos, it's, uh, it's not really – like the photos don't capture the music as much. So yeah. Yeah. Also, on the note of uh, hip-hop, um, it has – become uh the number one genre in the united states by a long shot i think it's like seven out of ten of the uh the top albums were all hip-hop oh yeah um do you think that rock is going to make a comeback do you fear sort of hip-hop taking over or oh yeah yeah. (laughs) go for it i I feel like the so every other era of rap or not rap but every other era of rock had someone who was taking what the music that they liked and they reinvented it because they wanted to be the best. They wanted to be better than everybody who came before them. And like what? That, like, can you uh, give an example of that? Uh, so, so let's say uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix. He listened to Muddy Waters, you know, okay. an old blues acoustic guitar player, and he took those concepts and he said, "I want to be more extreme. I want to electrify mm-hmm. that. I want to play it harder. I want to play it faster. I want to play it different." And I feel like there are just so many bands who like all these bands who who've come before us, you know, the, even even as early as Nirvana, going back, you know, Led Zeppelin, stuff like that. People love that stuff so much they just want to emulate that. 
and you get lost in that so much that you just end up creating something that's just a poorer version of that instead of something that's unique in your own. I, I feel like like there's just been so many bands who have lost the drive to want to be the best, n- not necessarily in the sense of uh, technical ability. Well, well, well. They, they, they. I want to hear a band that wants to be their best self mm-hmm. and, and not the best version of Led Zeppelin. And this isn't directly a call out for Great Van Fleet, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it it is a direct call out for Great Van Fleet. That's yeah. interesting though, because I don't think that that's exclusive to rock. I think that in general, where we're like a lot of people are stuck in like this nostalgia where. Even with Disney, you know, they're remaking everything from our childhood. And mm-hmm. there's just so much going on that I feel like is kind of reminiscing of uh, the times of like the 90s and the early 2000s. Yeah, it's right. it's it's risky to be original. And that I think that's really obvious with things like movies because you, you, you think, okay, well, there's a big studio behind it. Mm-hmm. But even with small projects like, like this or uh, some of the bands that we saw in Akron, Ohio a couple of days ago. Yeah, they were um, really, really good. Even when you're small and you're trying to be original, there's still a lot of consequence behind it because if it, it you might think, oh, I can't make this work. I should maybe do something a little more, you know, with something with like a verse and a chorus, something with vocals. But these bands were doing just like complete noise stuff with like drums and synths hooked up. Uh, and uh, I don't really have a point, I guess. It, it, yeah. it, it's, it, it's tough to be original. I think punk rock is worth um, kind of making its own sort of niche comeback almost yeah so on that same note you guys said that you guys all have different musical backgrounds and there's obviously four of you guys who are coming in with different ideas how do you guys decide decide on the same sound or same type of vibe and say you do guys do come to a disagreement how do you guys solve that um okay covers are probably the biggest thing we we almost never agree on covers so with this we almost (laughs) never do them um a lot of the the way it generally starts is I'd say 80% of the time, Chris comes, like, he's, he's constantly thinking about music, so he, he'll send, like, riffs and guitar stuff to us, and then <clears throat> what he'll generally do is he'll send that to me first, because while we're practicing or while we're trying to create new music, I can come up with a melody, but I can't come up with words on the spot as anything that would probably stick. So if he sends me at least a, a basic riff of what he's thinking, it gives me some time to... Uh, write stuff down and get ideas before we come to practice and before we try to do anything with it. And then as, as we get into practice, he, he'll show it to them and then they start just coming up with stuff. And usually what happens is they get the song down first and then I get a finished product and then I can read to it. Yeah. uh, And I don't think we have any kind of explicit, disagreements or agreements on how we're going to write things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of it just comes out of our natural listening habits and what we're into at the time, what uh, what kind of players we're watching at the time. Because uh, Chris could bring the same song in that he brought in two years ago, and I would write a totally different bass line to it because I, I, my, my tastes have moved on from you know what we used to listen to a lot like Led Zeppelin kind of stuff and moved more into psych rock and and stuff like that. And I like to write like a song almost every day and it's just something. Uh, And if anything, sometimes I make stuff too complex and I need to like simplify it. And there's like, you know, seven, four to, to, to nine, four to 13, eight or something. something. Are Are you the sad boy of the group? I, I'm <laughs> okay. There's always one if, sad boy. If, if anything, I'm the sad man of the group. <laughs> uh, but but no, I'm 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 not very sad normally. I just just uh, I'm not very not sad. not excitable right now. Is the word brood? No, it's a vibe. Yeah. I, w- I would like to claim the title of sad boy. Of... You're the sad boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I totally see that now. Uh, we we that was so upsetting the way he said that. But the we way that to... he's smiling, I can't see him smiling like that. I can't see Barack Obama smiling like that. <laughs> we went to a, a festival in northern Michigan. Uh, if anyone knows where Traverse City is, it's somewhere near there. Um, this man brought to the forest, this beautiful forest, a depression chair. What? What is that? It was just a chair that he would that he would. It was a backpack chair that I could put down in the forest and not have to sit down on the ground. <laughs> Did you guys call it a depression chair? He coined that term. Um, what uh, bands inspire you guys to inspire your music, at least? Ooh, I like a lot of bands. I, I I've been forcing myself to listen to 
all genres of music, even even pop music. Like uh, I listened to all Lana Del Rey stuff recently, and and stuff like. You know, <laughs> I, look, I didn't say I like it. I said I listened to it, but uh, <laughs> uh, I like Idols, which is this this British kind of punk band. Um, MF Doom, phenomenal That's rap artist. Uh, I like um, just just a lot of just. Well, the reason why I like MF Doom is because it has a, a old school hip hop vibe. Yeah, that's yeah kinda, he, that's he, uh, different from, he uses uh, tape, tape samples a lot like Biggie did. It, it gives it that nice, warm, crackly sound. Mm-hmm. How about you guys? Um, <clears throat> so mine's, mine's like a mixture. I've, I listen to a lot of. Uh, oh yeah you can tell it's all my style uh, but i listened to like a I lot of new metal growing up but i felt like it was it was just the era that's when stuff was going on you know I so like early Nirvana. 2000s yeah but that, that wasn't really like so but i didn't really pick from a lot of those so it was like uh, like there was a certain aspect as far as like what i like to mix or things vocals like system of a down and tool they're very big and up and over the top but also i find a lot of inspiration from the old soul singers like etta james and like britney from the alabama shakes and stuff like that so i, I like to find uh, things that i can mix those two in and sing and then get rough and like hard when i need to to like project things out but i really really enjoy like you know just singing from the diaphragm and belting stuff out and putting like a lot of soul and vibrato on stuff so it's i, I, th- I think it's a fun mix to do but nice. it'll blow your voice out but like i sound like crap. how about you guys uh so currently, I'm into a lot of psych rock. Uh, there's there's a big psych scene in Australia coming out right now. There's uh, uh, the biggest band that I like probably would be King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Uh, that's their full name. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's their full name. Pe- people call them Giz or King. That's crazy. King Gizzard, but uh, I like <laughs> what them. Is it again? King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard. <laughs> lizard Wizard. Lizard. My bad. <laughs> he takes it really seriously. It sounds like a Godzilla enemy or something. <laughs> uh, but they sort of span a lot of genres, but uh, put it in a psychedelic umbrella. Uh, just uh, some garage rock kind of stuff, a little bit of punk. Uh, back in the day, I liked My Chemical Romance, uh, stuff like that, I guess. I love My Chemical Romance. <laughs> <laughs> the emo stage. <laughs> so, uh, lately, I've been into um, the Arctic Monkeys. I think they have the best... Uh, you said Arctic Monkeys? Yeah. Oh, okay. They have the best drummer um, <clears throat> in general. <laughs> oh, do, oh, do you like Travis Barker? Uh, not really. Oh, why? I've never heard of him. You never? Blink-182 now? Nope. Oh, okay. Um, I just think that... Wait, really? Are you, was that, are no, you being sarcastic? I, I know. I know Blink-182, oh, okay, okay. but I, I've never really listened to them. Oh, okay. um, really? <laughs> I, I haven't either and I was born around that it wasn't everything I was I think that's a one drummer everybody knows a lot of Blink-182 well I just like Travis Parker he's like we don't know what we're talking about we just we just well, know what we know while you, while you have the mic I have a question um, when Obama mentioned Lana Del Rey you his said, name's Chris Amber we're over the Obama I, I did, that wasn't true okay when Chris then mentioned, you have to call him depression chair <laughs> <laughs> so when Chris mentioned Lana Del Rey, you were like, ugh. So like, for me, if any song sounds good, I'll kind of listen to it. Doesn't really matter what genre it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't really go much towards rock, but do you guys not? Do you personally not go outside of rock a lot, or what type of music do you mainly listen to? That w- that was mostly a joke, but. Um, or was it? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not really a fan of Lana Del Rey, but I don't really care if someone likes music I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, just name a girl that you like so it can satisfy yeah. Amber. She's just right. asking um, you a feminist question. It's not a feminist <laughs> question. I'm just curious if you like, you know, not rock music. Uh, I've been into folk music lately. Um, what kind of folk? That's not where I thought that just was Just say going. like Avril Lavigne and <laughs> sad, boy Anything, huh? sad boy folk. Um, Is that a girl? Been, they have female singers. Oh, okay. I've been um, listening to Carnatic music lately. Carnatic? What is Carnatic? Carnatic. Uh, South Indian. Oh, <gasps> Wait. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's where Carnatic got his name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought he was we talking. Had a, yeah, we had a guest on that actually is named that, but he is from that area. Yeah. Oh, so you like South Asian music? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what if he's talking about him? No. No, no, no. no, no, no. It's, it's a genre. <laughs> oh, yeah. got it. He's been listening to it the whole trip, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've been listening to a lot of music because a lot of people who do psych rock are kind of informed mainly by other psych rock bands mm-hmm. and and 
I feel like if you're going to do that, why not go to the actual source mm. and, and listen to things as, as you know, in their original form? You seem like the one out of all of them to listen to music outside of rock. Do I have that right? Well, I mean, I, I, no. Yeah. Everybody here listens to to okay. a lot of music. I I just I I'm really, I'm really interested in in just kind of all the different forms that music can take and, and trying to really think about what what they have to offer. Even if I don't like the music, what what is it doing that make people naturally just want to move? Mm. And and how can I integrate those themes into the stuff that I write? I, I think that sort of goes along with uh, with the thing that Chris practices a lot, uh, is which is songwriting. He, he he really tends to dig into like the structures of things and how uh, specifically how things different things will make him feel and possibly make other other people feel. Yeah, and Chris, um, you're currently in grad school. Um, so how do you balance that with whatever's going on with the band? I don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, um, I, I study a lot. It's just, you know, sometimes we'll have shows and I'll have to pull them all in here and have a final exam the next day. But that's yeah. just rock and roll. <laughs> that's just, that's what are you what currently researching? Uh, well, for years I studied Parkinson's disease. Mm -hmm. My undergraduate was in biomedical physics, but right now I'm doing biomedical engineering. Okay. So I'm looking at different labs, but uh, molecular biological imaging is molecular genetic imaging is, is what I'm interested in because I I happen to have the professor at Wayne State who created the field, so mm. oh, I, wow. I would I would nice. love to, to work with him. Do you wear the eye patch to class? <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> He's got goggles. Would, um, <laughs> did, didn't your professor actually make some headway into? Uh, oh yeah, and uh, Parkinson's disease. Uh, this none of this is published yet, but uh, the professor I was working with uh, discovered this thing that he calls HOCD one and two. This nobody's gonna find this interesting, but but, <laughs> but, but the HOCD two could potentially like ex a explain a uh, no. It, it's it's more understanding the biochemistry of the the disease itself. So uh -huh. he he figured out some stuff for Parkinson's, but he also accidentally stumbled upon a potential mechanism for manganism, which is a type of disorder you can get from drinking water that has a lot of manganese in it or if you're a miner. Nobody cares about this. <laughs> I, I, think it's I, just, I just wanted to see how long he kept going. Um, how's the tour life? Uh, th th this is our first tour. So far, it's it's a lot of fun. How do you even put that together? Like, what's the... It's It's been this dude, really. He, he put the whole thing together. How do you My know life? that people are going to want to see you in different cities? How do you uh, arrange to go there, stay so, there, uh, tickets? Uh, none of the shows we're doing have tickets. I think actually the one in Brooklyn... Said they would sell pre-sale tickets, but I so don't, don't think it's happening. Free uh, it, it, uh, a door charge. So okay. you just have someone waiting at the door to collect money. Um, so as far as getting people out to the shows, you need to book a local act to play last for sure. And you want to give yourself as a touring act somewhere around a 10, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock spot because that's when the most people are going to be there. And a lot of local bands are really uh, understanding of that, and they, they just want to play with an out-of-state band, make, make the connection. But uh, the reason you want the local band to play last is you, you pick the biggest local band to play last, it, they'll bring all their fans. And if a lo if that band were to play before you, like uh, I think a lot of bands think that a, a touring band should be headlining. But if nobody knows who you are, everyone's going to leave before you play, which has happened to us before, e even in our hometown. Yeah. <laughs> so Wait, uh, so these aren't just shows that you guys are showing up and playing at, that you guys, but you're, you're creating the entire event from scratch uh, from Detroit? Uh, for three of the shows, I did that. Uh, the show in Akron and the show we have on Saturday back home in Ann Arbor. We're both set up beforehand, and we just kind of got put on the show. Right. Uh, but uh, the show, the show yet... Yesterday in Pittsburgh, I set that one up. The show in uh, in Philly, I set up, and the show in Brooklyn, I set up. How many do you have? Oh, I, I forgot show? about one actually. Uh, All together, we have six shows. Okay. Uh, we have a show this Wednesday in Baltimore at the Depot. So uh, I'm not sure if this will be out before that. But, <laughs> you uh, said this 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 Wednesday, so this two, Wednesday. two days from now. Okay. But uh, regardless of that, uh. I didn't set that one up. My friend Josh Lewis from Joint Operation, who's a, a local band around here. Shout out Josh. Jo that. You said Josh, right? Yeah, Josh. Shout out Josh. <laughs> cool. Uh, what's your What's been your favorite city to go to so far? Uh, 
the show last night in Pittsburgh was one of the best shows I think we've ever done. Yeah, it was really fun. And on top, like, the show was fun. The people were really cool. The bands we played with were amazing. Uh, the one group, Kiwani Sour, who allowed us to stay over at their place last night. But they just, like, rocked it out of the park. And on top of that, <clears throat> I've always heard, like, Pittsburgh. I've never visualized Pittsburgh. It's beautiful. It's mm. a gorgeous city. It's also mm. strangely there, there were like large segments of it where the people weren't there, but they were very nice buildings. So yeah, it was, was it was like a post-apocalyptic. Yeah, it, was, it, <laughs> it felt kind of post-apocalyptic in some spots. And do you guys get along while you're like, wh- wh- how do you travel? Like, I think I asked you this before. Like, is it like a van or like? Uh, we have a Ford Escape towing a a, a U-Haul trailer. Uh, I, I think we're all pr- we have pretty good uh, interpersonal skills for the most part, so we're able to work out issues. As they pop up for the, uh, a lot of the time, how's the showering? Uh, we have gym. We have gym memberships. No, so, <laughs> no uh, these have, two have gym memberships. Is it, is it Penny Fitness? Yeah. Uh, no, I have any time fitness. He has okay. P Fit. Yeah. Okay. I feel like everyone does that. Like yeah. Showering, no, it's right? smart. But uh, me and my girlfriend actually travel a lot, so we got one together, but it's in her name, so I can't use it. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to be with her. Yeah, because uh, the at Planet it's a Fitness. Card thing, right? y- yeah, uh, you have to sign a waiver and they won't yeah. let anybody in unless you're there to vouch for that person yeah we had a um a couple on they went by man wife van life and nice. they travel like the country in a van they live out of it and that's how they go shower. around shower yeah. that's awesome They're yeah like, we'll go to planet fitnesses um yeah. is there anything else that you guys would like to leave the audience with before we sort of wrap up I have yeah yeah if you're not voting for what you want you're voting for what you don't want that's for all the people who think it's a good idea to just not vote at all damn obama (laughs) (laughs) obama with a comeback too bad you can't run again (laughs) Uh, i i I mean along with agreeing with what chris said uh (laughs) <laughs> like that's the central <laughs> message of this band. <laughs> well, we, do, we do have a lot of political songs, so I guess that would make sense. Uh, that's cool. That is very cool. Um, so, something I think about a lot, uh, as far as anyone that's that's in a band, if there are any band members listening, uh, don't uh, don't be afraid uh, to to push for something that 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 you might think nobody else likes, even the people in the band, because uh, sometimes it might be a good idea and everyone might like it. So d- don't be afraid of conflict with your band members because most of the time you're all friends anyway, and, yeah. y- and y- you can work things out. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, it's, I guess that works kind of what I was going to say. It's like, yeah, you, you, like, it's better to take chances because you, I mean... You kind of get one shot at the roller coaster of life, depending on your philosophies. But it, you know, I've always taken the stance for many years that it's better to be a character instead of an NPC. Like you know, we don't we don't know if it's like the false reality computer program is going on. So it's like if you can just take some chances, throw on a skirt, and go yeah, exactly. walk down the road and be colorful and have fun with life. That's you amazing. know, yeah. Like Lia Bashuf said. Just do it. Shia LaBeouf. He's one of my favorites. Oh, I thought he said Lia Shabuff. He did. He did. Oh, he did. did. <laughs> he does. He's been doing stuff like that the whole time. <laughs> also, on the on the um, note of like the political thing, how do you guys feel about like political correctness and and sort of like being sensitive towards? Do you want to make this ideas. podcast another hour long? <laughs> <laughs> Just sort Maybe, of. Well, for me, for me personally, I believe that it's it's good to take in to like people's the way people feel about things matter, but you can't let it dictate everything you do. There, it, mm. everything is in moderation. Mm. We um, so like I care if I what I say makes you sad, but if there's like truth in it or something like that, you can't you can't like censor yourself like that it's not it's not doing anybody any real good and eventually we end up i mean it gets thrown a lot around a lot but we end up in the echo chambers and we end up in little bubbles and we're not we're not broaching any new ideas and it it's it sets you back you we we grow from adversity and if you don't put yourself in a position where you're going to face any adversity then you're not going to grow nicely put yeah and uh i i think to uh, hop on the back of that uh Conversations are really important with these things. Uh, Facts. Me, uh, me, my girlfriend, and his girlfriend were all traveling to go see uh, this Japanese band play in uh, 
no, no, not Cleveland, uh, Massachusetts. And it was just like a long car ride. We had a lot of time to talk, and we ended up talking about uh, about how how women feel, uh, like this constant weird like oh like there's these like the person the, the the sex that I'm attracted to could overpower me at any point, and like this feeling, uh, uh, itemized. I I forget what the word is, objectified. Uh, and I, I I just have my natural predisposition to think well. Uh, I'm not quite sure how to put it, I, and I don't mean to sound rude, but like, isn't that on you a little bit? Like, like maybe like, like you you have to think the best of people, and then you know through the course of the conversation, and then just giving their honest perspective. I went, you know what? I that's it. it I see where you're coming from, and I think it's important to have those kind of conversations, even if it might feel redundant to you, because that's your perspective. Uh, a lot of the times, the person you're talking to is coming from an entirely different point of view, hmm. and you have to realize that. Yeah, I think it was ever since the advent of mass media, something like we're seeing with such widespread political correctness was kind of bound to happen because humans naturally don't like feeling uncomfortable. And if they can avoid that, they'll do that every time. And it's easier than ever to not have to feel uncomfortable. Uh, because people are constantly shouting the rules of the road at you. Yeah. And I, I think that it's feeling uncomfortable in a lot of instances throughout human civilization that's give us, given us the opportunity to grow. You know, you, you're, you're tired of your feet hurting because you're walking over rocks and someone made shoes. You know, that, that same concept, I think, can, can follow in, in the context of social constructs. Yeah, and I, th I think on the flip side of that, too, it's also easier than ever to attack anybody. You know, um, <clears throat> I can't remember where I heard it, but it was somebody was talking about how there is n there was never been an opportunity where some 12-year-old troll could sit there and, like, go on some famous, like, sit there and tell some famous person, you know, you suck, you're horrible at this. Mm -hmm. They don't have access to them. But now everybody has access to you. And it's that idea, like, and there's no consequences for it. You know, like Twitter will ban you or something like that, but there's no real consequences to any of it if you decide to be a jerk to somebody and just and say the worst things that you can to people. And that it, it's it's easy to see why people have started like going in both directions on it to, for the people who are being horrible trolls and just saying the worst things they can to the people who are uh, offended by, you know, everything. And it's... It's weird because both both sides have to take some accountability for what they're doing. Like the people who are being upset, the, it, you can you can say you're entitled to your opinion, or you can say that you know maybe I need to reevaluate where my boundaries are. And the same with people over here need to. There needs to be. I don't I don't know if it's like a way to slap them on the hand or something, but it's like there need to be consequences for some of the things that people are saying and doing. You know, it's. It's but crazy. don't you think that like backlash is the social consequence? By like, especially from bigger figures, when they are saying something, the backlash is a lot of people coming at them. But it, it happens so much, and, and so it, fast, it, and yeah. so fast, and and it's it's, I, I don't know. Whenever you're talking about deterrence, mm -hmm. I I, th I think that deterrence need to be sustainable, uh, appropriate, and the level of force and consistent. Clearly, it's something that I think. I think it comes back to how you mentioned the conversation thing. Right. It's about having these conversations and we're all figuring it out. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, I have another question. <clears throat> um, so you guys released an album in 2017 and then an EP in 2018. Yes. Are you guys releasing any projects anytime soon? Um, or go ahead. Uh, finances are a big thing. Uh, the, the next album we're doing, I think we all want to put a lot more effort into it. Not that we didn't in the last ones, but... Um, more studio time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, our, our idea is to is to give ourselves 24 hours total, at, at three consecutive days of eight-hour sessions to first record the tracks and then, you know, just have ideas. Say, okay, what if we, you know, kick a trash can here? Yeah. Like, like, they're just like different sonic possibilities and incorporating more electronic elements like you were talking about. Trying to balance that with, with what I, I think is one of the more important things for being a band, which is touring, because um, it's not—it's not just that it's fun, but you, 
at a certain point you saturate your hometown scene. Like mm-hmm. we we definitely got to that point, uh, and nobody really tells you, but you shouldn't play the same area twice in a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go outside of that a little bit, but us and a lot of other bands in their local scene will get to a point where they're playing a show there every week and nobody wants to see you anymore. Uh, so you have to then go outside of that and build a fan, build fan bases in each city and, you know, hit, hit each of those cities maybe three or four times a year if you can. So how are they coming back to you? Are you guys on social media? And- uh, yeah, well, uh, we're on social media. We're on Spotify, iTunes. Uh, we have a merch table. We have co- little uh, download code cards for Bandcamp. Uh, that has like the Spotify logo, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we're on Instagram a lot. Um, I th- I think a big deal with with touring is also having the online access to you guys be as seamless as possible. Mm-hmm. Because just coming from someone that will go to local shows, if I go to a local show and I go, that band was really good, and I mean, if I think the band was really good, and I can't find them online, I probably won't go through the effort to like do a deep search Mm -hmm. so even if somebody loves you you need to be easy to find online or else you aren't going to build a fan base and you aren't going to build people that are consistently consuming consuming your content are you guys strange flavors music yeah everywhere uh uh, except for twitter we're strange underscore flavors but twitter is really just a portal to our instagram we don't use it for so you guys aren't at strange flavors on twitter no, it's strange underscore flavors. See, there's someone with the with oh, the man. name. <laughs> what do you say we it's team up and us. we go after them? Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we got the attorneys to do it. So yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, well, we really appreciate you guys coming here and like doing this. This was awesome. Yeah, we appreciate awesome. you guys having us on. Thank you. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but at the end of every podcast, uh, we do ask one uh, question to every guest, and Amber, I think you could take that away. If you could describe yourself or your guys' self, as any flavor, what would it be and why? Ooh. Um, I am personally a spicy honey. <laughs> Ooh. Like why, that. why? That's interesting. Yeah, you got to give, a, give um, a reason for that. <laughs> I, am, I am very sweet most of the time, but I am very loud and over the top as well. So mm. there's, a lot of, there's a lot of character to it. Um, mm. And... I used to I used to try to hold it back. Like I used to try to like draw myself in, and I do that in social situations anyway. But by the end of the night, I I just talk to everybody, and you can't you can't get me to stop. So, but I, it's always very nice things, and I try I give I'm a big hugger. So okay, I like that one. <laughs> Maybe some type of a a really viscous. I'm trying to think of something <laughs> viscous. <laughs> well, 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 Dude, well, no. just relax. Give us a chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a reasoning for it. Though. Go ahead. Go for it. Because. I mean, I'm I'm not like super. Like, I try to be open to things, so I'm not like super firm, I guess. But I just I still have you know things I believe in that mm-hmm. I'm not gonna bend on. So I don't know. Peanut yeah. Butter um. Is, uh, uh, it, can I go into a quick story? Really, really quick. Sure. Um. <laughs> uh. We were at a show in Flint, Michigan, and uh, he was uh. Th- there was some guy just giving us a lot of trouble, and. Uh, I, I walked in and Chris, Chris was, was kind of con- was kind of confronting him. <laughs> like he's gonna eat the mic. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't eaten a lot of this tour. Uh, Chris was kind of confronting him, and uh, I, I'm not a person that will really confront somebody. So I saw that and I was like, Chris, why are you being mean to this guy? Uh, but then afterwards, uh, Blake explained it to me. Chris is is a really firm person. He's really sturdy. Like, oh, so he wasn't he, being mean. He was just no. He he was he was just standing up for himself, saying like saying, "Why are you giving me these douchey vibes? Why are you being mean to me?" <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm Team Chris. Yeah. No, no, definitely. Screw I, that guy. I love Chris. Wait, so what's the flavor? Uh, very thick syrup. Okay. Two C's. Thick syrup. Thick yeah. syrup. Yeah, like uh, thick maple. Thick maple. Thick maple. Thick maple. Uh-huh. It's also my stage uh, name. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like a Canadian. Oh that sounds like a stripper. Thick maple. Thick ma- <laughs> what else we got? Uh, I think I'd be Pop Rocks. Ooh. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm childlike in a lot of ways. I think so. Uh, there's that, and uh, if I'm in the right situation, uh, I have like a, a lot of energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> like, like, wait, so like, like if you're in somebody's mouth? Yeah, I was going to go there. <laughs> if I'm in the right place. <laughs> I said if you're in somebody's mouth. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, what, that's when pop rocks are at their most excited. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, last but not least. I would say I'm a um, Ben and Jerry's Cherry Garcia. Because I'm, what the hell is it? <laughs> it's it's vanilla ice cream with fudge chunks, swirls, and cherry. Um, because I'm sweet and expensive. Sweet and expensive. Oh, okay. Do you have fudge chunks? And rare. He's got the uh, the red hair. So yeah. Yeah. Well, strange flavors. It's been an honor. It's been a lot of fun. It's yeah, been real, definitely. awesome. Thank you for giving us things to think about and some great laughs. And I hope that the audience all enjoy this. Go check out strange flavors. But not Strange Flavors podcast. Yeah, no, check them out too. They're fun. <laughs> and go and go report Strange Flavors Twitter. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're going to take them back. I think they're going to start a campaign. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Strange Flavors. It's been another week. Another flavor. A little less stranger. We'll talk to you next time. When it came from the sky, the sound of heat, the light, and smoking, it landed